If you are able, please stand to show reverence to the Lord as we join in hearing his word. Our Old Testament reading this morning is Proverbs 8, 1 through 4, and 22 through 31. Does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Besides the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries aloud. To you, O men, I call, and my cry is to the children of man. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of old. Ages ago, I was set up at the first before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. Before he had made the earth with its fields or the first of the dust of the world, when he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters might not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth. Then I was beside him, like a master workman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world and delighting in the children of man. Our New Testament reading is John 16, 12 through 15. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot hear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Let's pray as we dive into the word of God. Father, we're grateful to you for your word. Thank you for wisdom's call. Oh Lord, by the power of your spirit, enable us to hear wisdom's call and that you, Lord Jesus, are exalted and Lord, in our hearts, challenged and changed for the glory of your name. For it's in your name we pray. Amen. Today's sermon comes from the the title of the sermon comes from the first verse of the text there in Proverbs chapter 8. Does not wisdom call? And it's a rhetorical question by which the answer is assumed as yes. But here's another question. Are people born wise or are they made wise? If you answer, see, some of you already. Yeah, yeah if, you, if you answer made, you are on the path to becoming wise. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it may surprise you to know that becoming a Christian doesn't automatically make you wise. And who is the person that doesn't want to be wise? If you don't want to be wise, raise your hand. Yeah. Yeah, we, don't, we don't always know what wisdom is and we don't know how to get it. Sometimes people confuse education with wisdom, but education is not wisdom, since you probably know plenty of people who are not educated, but they have great wisdom. And conversely speaking, you might know people who are highly educated, but they have no wisdom. So what is, what is wisdom, and, and what does the Bible mean when it talks about wisdom? Well, there are two kinds of wisdom that the Bible speaks of. There's the wisdom of God, and there's the wisdom of the world. The wisdom of the world is, is the wisdom that every person is born into. The wisdom of God comes from above, which is right. See, wisdom is about knowing how to live in this world, the, the, to know how to live in a way that, that life flourishes. It takes in every area, politics, parenting. Don't get those two confused. Love, sex, marriage, economics, your emotions, anger, sloth, pride, envy, friends and, and, and friendship, how to carry about, how to go about your work, passions, addiction, and more. Both the world's wisdom and God's wisdom speaks, it seeks to, to give humans what they need to live in this world. Now, if you're investigating, and you should be, you can see that the wisdom of the world into which every person is born doesn't seem to have all the answers. And is it possible that the wisdom, the wisdom of God, which comes from above, is superior to the wisdom of the world. So what answers? What answers does the wisdom of God have? And so to know, to know what answers God's wisdom has, you have to hear wisdom's call, weigh wisdom's work, and respond to wisdom's delight. Hear wisdom's call, Let's look, let's look at this in verses 1 through 4. Does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice on the heights beside the way? At the crossroads, she takes her stand beside the gates in front of the town. At the entrance of the portals, she cries aloud, To you, O men, I call. And my cry is to the children of man. So what is wisdom? And why, why should you listen to her call? So Eugene Peterson has a great uh, uh, statement about what wisdom is. He says, wisdom is the art of living skillfully in whatever actual conditions we find ourselves. And Tim Keller has a great, one, uh, great, a great definition as well. If you recall, a few years ago, uh, Jonathan and I, we preached through the book of Proverbs using Tim Keller's uh, series on, on Proverbs. But Keller defines wisdom this way. Wisdom is competence with regards to the realities and complexities of life. It is a lot more than having high morals. It is not less than that but it is knowing what the right thing to do is in the majority of life situations where the rules don't apply. 
Yeah, see, that's, that's what wisdom is. And why you, should, why you should listen to her call is because wherever you are in this broken world, foolishness is going before you. Can I get an amen? amen. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and we know, we, and we, yeah, sometimes foolishness is mistaken for wisdom. But yeah, foolish, foolishness, whether it's in your family, whether, it, whether, whether it's in, in, within you, whether, whether it's at your job or, 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 or it's in your government. Yeah, foolishness is going before you. And, and therefore, yes, we should listen to her call. Uh, and so, first, we notice where wisdom calls. Wisdom calls from the heights, or, or as some, some, some translation reads, the high places. Making, therefore, you know, yeah, wisdom is obvious. It should be, it should be obvious. It's, be, it's, it's besides the way, the text says. So, or, or in, in the course of life. And wisdom is, it's right where you live. It's not inaccessible. It is, it's in well-worn paths. That's what that word crossroads means. It, it's a well-worn path. So, so it's, 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 People, it's others who have walked that way before. So it's, and, it's, and it's been tried, it's been tested, it's, and it's, it's experienced. So wisdom, it's right where it can be seen, it's right where you live, it's right where you walk. And furthermore, the text says it's in, it's in the gates. It's at the front of the town. So it's, it's there at the gates, and, you know, and, and the gates, the gates in, 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 old, in, in ancient times, the gates, is the place where commerce took place. It was the marketplace. Politics happened at the gates. Contracts were, were sealed at the gate. And that's where, so where people come in, and so they're interacting in politics, and, and, it, and where you come into the city, it's where culture is, is happening. And this tells us that God's wisdom, God's wisdom, it's not heard. That, that wisdom is calling out. God's wisdom is not heard in these places. The city and its, its culture are, are operating without true wisdom. And wisdom is begging to be heard. And that wisdom calls out in these places and, 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 for, and for humanity, it tells us that, that God's wisdom is meant to impact these areas of living. Culture, the market, Politics, the course of life, are all places where, where God's wisdom is meant to impact. It's needed. Wisdom longs for the sons of men to have her. And that it's in the heights, it should be obvious. It should be obvious. So wisdom is, is, is speaking from the mountaintop. Hear me, O oh children of men. But Why? But why are the cultures and the market and, and the politics, why are they deaf to wisdom's call? We have no ear to hear wisdom's call. You remember back in Genesis chapter 3 when the serpent deceived Eve? So as you read that account, it's worth noting that it's God's speech that's ignored. Listen to verses 1 through 7 of Genesis 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say, 
you shall not eat of any tree in the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the tree of the tree of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate and she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. And so the proverb is true that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. It's a little editorial comment. Then the, eyes, then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig, fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. You notice that, that central to this wisdom, God's speech is ignored. His speech is ignored, and the world's wisdom was born. The man and the woman didn't want to hear God's wisdom speaking, but instead they chose the voice of the serpent. Their eyes were open but they became deaf to the wisdom from above's call. The worldly wisdom turns life into a living death. See, if you, want, if you want to know why people seem confused concerning observable truths, it's because they won't hear woman wisdom's call. Woman wisdom wants to tell us more. If, you, if you're looking at, the, if you continue to look at the text in verses 5 through 11, you can see the other things that, that wisdom says it, it, that it gives, that it wants to give. It wants to tell us that God, God's wisdom wants us to learn sense. It, it tells us to, uh, noble things. It gives us truth. It supplies us words of, of righteousness. It, it gives us something more valuable than gold and jewels. You see, hearing, was, hearing wisdom's call is to know wisdom's worth in every area of life. But along with that, too, you have to weigh wisdom's work. Look at verses 22 through, through 30 in the first part of verse 30. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of old. Ages ago, I was set up at the first before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. Before he made the earth with its fields or the first of the, of, of the, first of the dust of the world, when he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to see the sea its limit, so that the waters might not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him like a master workman. You see, weighing wisdom's work in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a word, it's to take hold of reality. It's to take hold of reality. It's to understand how things really work, to see how the universe is, is wired and how it works together. Because wisdom, wisdom was with God at the beginning. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, wisdom, wisdom is how the world was made. And if that's the case, 
Why wouldn't you want wisdom since you live in this world? Why wouldn't you want to understand how it's made, how it works? Why it works the way that it does? See, wisdom, wisdom presents an order as to how things really work, why they work, the way they work. How critical is that truth? Too many people try to subvert the way things really are and how they really work. But if you're not seeking, if you're not seeking God's wisdom, you're not dealing in reality. Can I say it that bluntly? If you're not seeking God's wisdom, you're not dealing in with reality. This is here the text tells us that at the, at the creation, the Lord deployed wisdom in the creation of the world. He knows how much water is in the ocean so that even though it's been raining for millennia, it hasn't flooded. He said, well, that's because, you know, atmospheric pressure and clouds and all and, and, and evaporation, whatever. God control. He set. He set the limit. He knows how much water is in the ocean, and it rains, and it, and it stays within its boundaries. Now, I'm always amazed that when, when when in the scripture, how many times it points us back to God being our Creator and being our Maker. You know, that's what, that's one of the major themes in the book of Job. When when Job is 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 faced with his suffering, what what in the latter end of, at the end of the book when God is speaking, what does He point him to? The creation. Pay attention, Job. I'm your maker. I mean, and so yeah, that, that, it, it amazes me how often the scripture turns us back that because it's as if God is telling us that if he, can, if he can create everything out of nothing, what do you think he can do in your life? And, 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 it's, and it's telling us that if, if God, if he, can take, if he can take chaos and call it into order, what do you think he can do with the mess you've made of your life? So how, much, how much of your struggle is over the fact that you refuse to listen to wisdom's call? How much of your struggle is because you don't want to take the time to weigh wisdom's work? When apart from, apart from wisdom's call and work, you, you don't know how to respond you don't know how to respond to wisdom's delight. And, and you, you absolutely need, you absolutely need to, to respond to it. Just listen, listen to what, 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 the, what, what wisdom's delight is. Listen verse 30 and 31 of, of Proverbs 8. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world and delighting in the children of man. And you see, responding to wisdom's delight is, is to understand how much wisdom's call and work is activated for our good and God's glory. Did you notice in, in the text that, the, that, that wisdom is the Lord's delight? And did you, did you notice, too, that because wisdom is the Lord's delight, wisdom rejo is re wisdom's rejoicing is before the Lord. It's acting wise, being wise. That's, re, that's rejoicing before the Lord. And did you also notice that, the, that, that wisdom rejoices in his inhabited world and delights in the children of men? And yeah, that, that is a sermon all by itself. 
that wisdom rejoices in his inhabited world. The world was intended to be filled with people. Isn't it the command? Be fruitful and multiply. God intends for the world to be inhabited, and there's great wisdom that is right there rejoicing and delighting in the children of men. So this tells us at least this, that this, it means that it's not possible for a person to enjoy anything the way the Lord intended for us to enjoy it apart from wisdom. The real joy of a thing is, is when it's used for the purpose for which it was created. Now think about it. Can a fish enjoy dry land? Yeah, you've seen Finding Nemo. Yeah, the fish can't enjoy dry ground because it needs the water. It's made for the water. And likewise, you know, you can't, you can't enjoy money if you think that's the reason for living. You'll never have enough. You can't enjoy politics if you think that that's your salvation. And you see, we see that in, in, in not just in our country, but all around the world. You know, politics is, is something people kill for or kill over and, and fight over. But you can't enjoy politics if you, if the, way, the way that is intended because politics is not intended to save you. You won't enjoy the, the rapture and, and beauty of sexual love if it's outside the bounds of marriage between a man and woman. Do you know that, there, that, there, that, that studies have shown that, that cohabitation before marriage actually puts the couple at risk for divorce should they marry? Yeah, I mean, this, this is not new news because these studies are old. It's from the Journal of, of, of Family Issues, and, and these are not Christians who, who've done these studies. But, 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 but here's, what, here's what these journals report, that couples who cohabit because they have doubts about making marriage work may be most at risk for later divorce should they marry. So, so that doesn't, it doesn't work, the idea that, well, maybe, I should, maybe we should live together to see if this is going to work. I mean, isn't, have you heard people say that before? We knew, maybe you know people like, yeah, maybe, we sh- maybe we should live together to see if it's going to work. Because, you know, but what have you done? What have you done when you do that? You may, you, you, you've made marriage a product. You know, well, yeah, so it's not, it's not what marriage was intended to be. If marriage, marriage was intended to be a way of, of giving yourself completely to someone else in a total commitment, giving yourself wholly, and they're giving themselves wholly to you and solely to each other. That's what marriage was intended to be. That's its purpose. There it flourishes. Oh, but, yeah, if, 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 what you, if what you think is, well, let's live together to see how this is going to pan out. Well, then you, you've made the relationship a product. And if it doesn't, if it fails, you know, go get another one. They haven't met home goods. You know, you know see, responding, responding to wisdom's delight is to enjoy the good gifts of God according to the purpose for which they were made. Recall Adam and Eve and how they they forsook the wisdom of God for the wisdom of the world, that the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil didn't make them wise. It made them fearful 
It didn't make them free. They were bound by shame. They realized, we, we, we are naked. It didn't bring them closer. It made them dislike each other. And that's the world's wisdom. See, if you're listening to the call of, of, of the world's wisdom, you, you get doubt, you get division, you get death. Wisdom from above calls you to the assurance of God's delight and love, unity in the world, unity of his world and heaven and humanity, eternal life instead of death. Now, perhaps you're listening to this message this morning and you say, Pastor, it sounds like you're saying, if I don't have the wisdom from above, that there's, there's no hope for my life. Yes, That's, that is exactly what I'm saying. His wisdom, wisdom is called, yeah, if you don't have the wisdom from above, your life is disintegrating. It'll fall apart, no matter who you are. See, wisdom is calling because it seeks to save your life. It seeks, it seeks to, to make and to remake us and the world. Listen, listen, God has the power, God has the power and the wisdom to make you and I new creations. And it's wisdom, it is wisdom that, that calls to everyone. It calls to everyone. This, remember James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. I said, well, how can I know? How can I know? How can I know that, that I'm going, that this wisdom from above is going to be mine? Well, the way that you know that, that God will give you the wisdom from above, the wisdom that leads to eternal life, is by seeing what the Lord in his wisdom did on your behalf. Because look, earlier I asked, are, are, are wise people born or made? Well, really, there is, only, there is really only one man who was born wise, Jesus Christ. He was, he, was born, he was born wise. And everything that was said about wisdom in Proverbs 8 is true of Jesus. It's true of Jesus. And when he came into this world, he came as one who is the wisdom of God. So, so the Greeks had this word logos, and that word logos is the word that was the, their word for wisdom. And they were looking, they were looking for the logos. They were looking for the, this word that, 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 that is wise, that, that pulls all of life together and, and makes sense of life. That's what the Greeks were looking for. And here John, when he writes John chapter 1, and he says that, that in the beginning was the word, the logos. Here it is. Here, here it is. And, and the, the logos, this wisdom, was with God, and this word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and, life, and the life was the light of man. So this wisdom is a person, Jesus Christ. And Paul shows us how the wisdom of God triumphed over the wisdom of the world when he says in 1 Corinthians 1.21, For since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what was preached to save those who believe. And then he adds that this truth, and he says that this is for both Jews and Greeks. He says, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. It's verse 24 of 1 Corinthians 1. 
And to accomplish his end, God uses the world's wisdom against them. He uses their wisdom against them. Look, look, look at what he says in verse 7 8 of, of 1 Corinthians 2. But, Paul says, we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. Now, you, now the natural question is, what is that wisdom? Well, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6 tells us that, that, it's that, the, it's that, that, that this mystery that was hidden in ages past is that the Gentiles are, are heirs and, and members of the same body, partakers of the promises of Christ Jesus through the gospel. That's the, that's the, that's the secret and hidden wisdom of God. And, none of, and he says that none of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. God uses the world's wisdom against them to accomplish his end. So scripture, that, and the scripture assures us in 1 Corinthians 1.30, and because of him, God, you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Now, since Jesus is wisdom from God, then if you're going to be wise, you start with trusting Jesus Christ. And becoming a Christian, as I said, doesn't automatically make you completely wise. But returning, returning to the truth of the gospel over and over again in every situation is the way you show Christ's wisdom, this wisdom of God is active in your, in your life. And you know, this is how you know you get this wisdom from above, by looking at what the Lord has done on your behalf. And the great news, the great news is, on this Trinity Sunday, is what Jesus said in, in John 16. As you see, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all are all working to guide us in glorifying him. When the, fourth, when the Spirit of truth comes... He will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. You see, hearing, hearing wisdom's call is to hear the gospel. Weighing wisdom's work is to come to the cross of Christ and ponder anew what the Almighty will do to make you and I a new, new creations. Responding to wisdom's delight is to stop scolding yourself. How often are you caught up in self-pity for the things that you've done, the sin that you've done? And, 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 you, and you scold yourself. That's not repentance. So stop scolding yourself because here's, here's what God has done for us in Christ. He has, given, he has given to us this great assurance that we are in him. So stop, scold, stop scolding yourself because that's the way you respond to wisdom's delight. God is in Christ, and if God is delighted in his son, he's delighted in you because you are in his son. You see, wisdom's call, wisdom's call, wisdom's work, and wisdom's delight are all the church needs to confront the culture that doesn't hear wisdom's call. 
And now, because Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God for both Jew and Gentile, we carry out wisdom's call and work and delight. Through the church, wisdom is still calling. Wisdom is still calling, taking the good news of Christ's reign and victory over sin and death into the marketplace, into politics where, 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 where we deal with things as they really are. As people come and, and go in, into the city, the wise church, knowing, knowing how things really work, helps the community to learn sense, to tell what is noble, to give truth, to supply young people with righteousness. Because we know that in Jesus Christ, we have someone who is more precious than jewels and gold. That we have in him, we have him in whom is hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Let's pray. Father, our hearts do burst with joy as we join in with the Apostle Paul when he says, Oh, how deep are the riches of, the wisdom, of both the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his ways and his ways past finding out. Lord, help us by your spirit. Make us, make us as a community. Make us wise. Give us wisdom, Lord, that indeed we might continue wisdom's call to the community, to the children of men, because you delight in the children of men. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.